Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am so glad that you are back with me today. And we are hearing this incredible story um, from the Lewis family of what God is doing and has done um, through this really difficult time that they've gone through with their daughter over the past two years. And so you're going to hear kind of the, not the end of the story, because again, it's not over, but where God has brought them to today. And it's absolutely miraculous. Um, And so we're going to talk more about that. But before we get into that, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, BJU Press Homeschool. Every child has a unique learning style. BJU Press has video lessons with engaging teachers to lead your children through each of their academic subjects. These experienced teachers will present lesson content from multiple angles so your children can absorb information at a comfortable pace. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com to see what courses are available for your students. That's bjupresshomeschool.com. Well, Curtis and Deanne, thanks for coming back with me again today. Um, I know, again, you guys are so busy and and you've got kids to take care of, including Natalie. And so I really appreciate your time and sharing your story. Um, Deanne, I want you to go back a little bit to just kind of where, where you left off. You're at the hospital with her. Things are just difficult. You're kind of bouncing back and forth between ICU and rehab. Um, take us from there to kind of where you are today with Natalie. Yeah. So um, we really kind of wrapped up at rehab. Um, Natalie was really being placed in a stander, which just basically forces her body into a standing position to just get her comfortable back on her feet, but just think of something that like has you like fully strapped in and supported. And she would just kind of be like, you know, leaning over, uh-huh. couldn't even like hold up her head, um, was not really eating anything consistently. Um, went, took her home on nine medications, no consistent words, no consistent hand motions. Um, and we were going to take her home to her three siblings who, you know, mm-hmm. It had been hard to know what to even tell them. It's not like she had lost a limb and you could say, you know, she doesn't have an arm anymore. It was just a big question mark on answering their questions. You know, her her little sister would say, when's Natalie going to be my sister again? Or Mm -hmm. when is she going to talk to me again? And just, you know, for us, it would be like a dagger to our heart because you that's how we feel, too. But we're and you don't know. You can't say this time or this day, um, we, when we got home, we were both really struggling emotionally and our older son just really took that on where we, you know, he just really tried to bear our burden and we really had to try to protect him from that because he was, he actually had struggled with feeling jealous of Natalie before the procedure because she was getting a bunch of gifts and getting a lot of attention. And he had told me, I'm just, it's hard for me that she's getting a bunch of gifts and, you know, now to have this happen, it's just a struggle for him. He was only eight at the time. So, um, yeah, just a lot, a lot to kind of take in. And we still had a toddler. Colton turned one when Natalie was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, So we had to celebrate his birthday without her. And once we got home, she really struggled physically. She was vomiting all the time. Um, we we would go through stints where we couldn't give her her medicine without her throwing them up. So then you're dealing with agitation because she's having withdrawal symptoms. Um, we did have to take her back to the hospital one day because we just couldn't keep her from vomiting. Um, and it was regular. It would be in the car or at home. And 
would be no signs. It was just all of a sudden she's throwing up in the car mm. and, um, you know, your ki- other kiddos are having to deal with that too. That's a lot mm. <laughs> for them to be dealing with as you panic in the car and sure. um, trying to make sure she doesn't gag or choke. Um, and she really, she dropped to under 30 pounds. So just wow. felt like you were carrying bones, bones <laughs> when you, yeah. you know, you had to carry her like this. She, you couldn't even carry her sitting on your hip because she couldn't hold up her neck and, so, so she was time, like a newborn in the body of a five-year-old. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So through that time, I had started to kind of research um, what people had sent us in the hospital for kind of follow up on um, just some people we had trusted, some things that they had sent us. And it kind of led me down a little bit rabbit trail to find um, a Facebook page for families with brain injury kiddos. And then on that Facebook page, I met another family whose son, they had a video of him and he just looked so much like Natalie as far as the dystonia and the pain that he had been in. And now he's walking and talking. And I was like, I got to get in contact with this family. So we reached out to their family and um, they spent several hours with us just talking to us about what they did. They were the first people to tell us, you need to get Natalie off of all pharmaceuticals. And, you know, you're looking at your kid on nine medicines and you're thinking, how is that even possible? And she yeah. is. She's completely off of pharmaceuticals. Wow. She's been off of all medications since last May. So we really just started to slowly wean her off of everything. And with every medicine, it was like she became more and more alive um, and less mm. drugged, you know. And yeah. if she needed them, that's fine. But if we were seeing that her body didn't need it, we didn't want her to be under the, you know, under the influence of those medications that she didn't need. So um, we also got a hyperbaric chamber in our house um, and have just really seen the benefits of that. Um, So that was really the turning point for us in November of 2021. We got a hyperbaric chamber and we started going to uh, a therapy in Newport Beach called MNRI therapy, which focuses on the reflexes of the body because the brain really just get con- gets confused on how to respond even to those primitive reflexes that we just kind of take for granted that, that we have as babies and her, her body would, you would activate like her left foot and her right foot would respond because it would just be coming up into her brain and the signal would not be going back correctly. So um, really November, December, and then January of 2022, it was just like a transformation for Natalie as far as um, taking in foods and being able to not throw up all the time, be in the car and not throw up, just being more interactive and alert. And in January of 2022, we took her for her first stem cell therapy, which the procedure uses her own stem cells, not, um, not aborted or donated stem cells. And it's a pretty actually minor, minorly invasive procedure And about six weeks after that, um, she just started like a baby, like dad, 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 you know, and it has just taken off from there. Um, she can speak to you in full conversation. Now she can joke with you. She makes her witty comments. She told me yesterday that her sister was in her grill. She's like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to parent. She's like, she's in my grill. (laughs) She's like, (laughs) Try not to laugh, but, you know, it's all part of parenting. Um, So it has just been unreal. She memorizes her Awana verses. She's uh, making progress in schoolwork. I mean, we really lost 
she's an August baby and she had been ready to go. So she had been in kinder before her procedure. And then, you know, the joys of homeschooling, you can just kind of go at the pace of the student. So um, last year, you know, she really lost that year as we tried to, we had to, you know, manipulate and do the best adapt things for her. Um, I've basically been able to handpick all of her therapists. One of them I played soccer with at the master's university. One of them goes to our church. Um, one of them played, her son played soccer with my son. So it's just been such a blessing to, um, be able to still get those services, but it's in our home. And, um, yeah, she's just kind of taken off. She's just learning to read. So technically she's in the second grade, but she's, excited to read, which I think has been a huge barrier up to this point. She was like, why? <laughs> you read it to me. Why do I need to read it? <laughs> um, but it's been cool to see her get excited about reading and have a, a joy to want to do that. Um, and yeah, we are just, I mean, it's its literally miraculous. She, she can walk with, with monitoring. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. She will still stumble and fall. But to see a body that you saw everything, all these incapabilities, and you just yeah. couldn't even imagine them returning in such a magnificent way, it's been a miracle. And I mean, I even had a doctor tell me that the other day. Like, I, I don't see, I've, he said, I've never seen someone recover in this way. So uh, it's such a great opportunity for us to talk about what God has done we don't know why God allowed it, but we also don't know why God has allowed healing. We've met lots sure. of families that have dealt with this, um, and they're not experiencing necessarily the same healing that we are. Um, yeah. And we just have to thank God and pray for those other families that are in the depths of the hurt and seeing their kiddos like that. Um, but we are definitely rejoicing in what Natalie is capable and able of doing. Um as she interacts with us and plays with her siblings and colors and writes and does all these things that you thought were gone. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing and, and, and incredible miracle. Just like you said, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC Math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Curtis and Deanne. Um, I want to talk about community, what that has looked like for you, because I cannot even begin to imagine trying to navigate through something this difficult on your own. And so I know that you guys have an amazing church community. You've got family around, you've got friends, and you have people who have genuinely loved your family 
through this process over the last couple of years. Um, Deanne, talk a little bit about that. What has that looked like for you? I don't think I've ever understood the depths of saying, you know, participate in the body and be a part of the church as much as when this happened and just feeling the support of our church and um, brothers and sisters in Christ has been such an overwhelming blessing. Even as far as the homeschool, I have uh, different ladies that come from church and from fellowships in our community every day um, just to help me with homeschooling and help facilitate, um, you know, three kiddos getting through their schoolwork and one toddler that's running around free as a bird. Um, And I'm just so grateful. I, there's been days that I've had to try and manage it on my own. And, um, you know, we're getting to the point that it's more doable, um, but it's still a challenge and um, wanting to give them the best and not be burned out every day. It has been such a blessing for them to faithfully come and serve. And we're in such a routine now that they just know how to step right in and you know, get the story of the world book and we <laughs> read our history for the day and just the different things that the kids are doing, pulling out the math and the science and just um, they they all just kind of fall into it seamlessly every day. And my kids are, get excited. I think at first it was a little bit of a challenge to get used to different people, but now they're used to the routine and they get excited about each of the individuals coming and working with them. And a lot of times they want to work with them and not me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I want Grammy or I want Mrs. McNett or Mrs. Rogers and or Mrs. Blanchard. And um, so it's just been such a blessing that each each one of the ladies that comes has their credentials. So mm-hmm. it's been such a blessing for them to use their gifts to minister to us and just facilitate. Yeah. It would just be a lot more of a challenge, daily challenge and daily grind to get it all in and get it all done, um, especially yeah. as Haven is in kinder this year. Um And you want to be able to give her the attention she needs as the littlest. Um, So I'm very, very grateful for the community that has just blessed me daily um, and made it just a little bit easier on my plate. Yeah. Let me ask you a quick question there, because I know oftentimes it's hard for us to ask for help and accept Mm. help when we're in a difficult situation. Has that been hard for you or was it in the beginning? And now you've just learned that this is just how the church is supposed to function. You know, it's interesting. We we had a situation in our church with one of our other pastors whose wife had has had cancer, um, and so I had um, just kind of helped where I could, and I think that was a blessing from the Lord because I had thought it through a little bit. You know, how yeah. can I bless them, and what would I want? And so it really just made it doable that when this all happened, I told Curtis, "This is what we need. We need a point person, and we need somebody that can handle." you know, the constant contact that we're getting. And that was one of the, one of his best friends, Jason Wick just stepped up and facilitated the pray for Natalie Facebook page. And when people reached out, we would just say, you know, can you contact Jason and he'll take the information. Um, But it really came down to December of 2022. My oldest and I were just button heads as far as the homeschooling. And I was like, this is not working. And Natalie was still, that's kind of in that transition time that I said, you know, that November to January where she really took a, a turn for the better. But um, we, we were struggling and we were just daily battling. And I said, this is not working. Um, so I had had some of those ladies say, if you need help, let me know. And I just reached out to them and we just got on a schedule where they were each coming every day and it it just flourished. You know, he's, yeah. his reading and his 
ability to work with me just took off. And it was like just that little bit of having to work with somebody else made the difference. And he can work with me fairly easily. We had a little bit of a bout last night, but um, overall, it's just like changed the experience for us to just take a little bit off my plate with those extra needs that Natalie has, the extra attention that she needs, extra attention that Colton needs. And we're constantly switching. It's not like one of them is just working with one kid and I'm losing the opportunity to work with that kid. I'm still working with each one of them and we change it every week or they let me kind of call point and say who I'm going to work with or what I'm going to work with. And they're just there to assist and facilitate. So I think it's probably out of necessity necessity now. Um, But I'm also grateful that the Lord has not only put those people there, but just allowed me to see the vision of this is what we need right now. And I just have to accept that that means people rotating through my house pretty frequently and um, just being grateful for it. Yeah, that's amazing. Curtis, how about you? Talk about the community that's come around you and your church and how yeah, what that's looked like for you. Unbelievable. You know, obviously Deanne grew up in the church. Her dad was the the former senior pastor. Um, I've been here since 2000, so our network was was pretty deep. My yeah. coach at the Masters University Women's Soccer for the last 16 years. So we'd been, we, we weren't just, you know, a new, new person in a new church. Um, and yeah. so I think, you know, people rallied around us partly because a, a lot of people knew us. Um, I think there is um, some of that, that that's just true. Um, but some of the things I think we learned is um, a lot of times pastors or people in leadership, they're really good at serving and they really push back to being served. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's our yeah. gift. That's what we do. We're serving, we're teaching, we're preaching, we're doing these things. And we just got put in a situation that like we had to say yes. Like we were, I mean, literally we were gone from our children for 107 days. You know what I mean? Like who's going to, the one-year-old, we would say like, well, I hope Colton at least knows who I am, you know? And so we just, there's people surrounding us. And, you know, one of the big things that it taught me is that the body of Christ uh, is supposed to, is supposed to do that. It's supposed to minister to each other. And I remember one time specifically we were at home and someone said, Hey, can we bring you food? Like, yes, that would be fantastic. And then five minutes later, another person said, hey, can we bring you food? And like old school Curtis would be like, well, no, someone just brought us food. But <laughs> what I've learned is that if the spirit has put it on that person to want mm-hmm. to serve, just say yes. If I've learned that if you can say yes, say yes, because it's actually mm-hmm. more blessed to give than receive. It is actually doing something for them that they get a chance to participate in the power of the spirit and you figure it out. And the story ends is the one person was late. They didn't get there till seven. The other person was there at time at five. So we had dinner, perfect, two nights in a row. And it was great. And both people were blessed. But I think a huge aspect of community is allowing the ugliness of your life to be okay. Mm. You come into our house and it's like a bomb has gone off. <laughs> and I mean, homeschool moms, think about this. Look at your house. But sometimes you, you're not hospitable because your house has to be clean. Well, no, your house doesn't have to be clean. In fact, by it not being clean, it might show other people that it's okay to be hospitable. Like that's the body of Christ. Just just say yes. When when someone can have an open door policy and allow the messiness of the little ones 
it's okay. That's good. It's right. I came home the other night and I was a little bit on edge and, you know, in the house, you each have the areas that you want clean. Right. And mine is like the living room and (laughs) it was a disaster. And I was, I was not walking in the spirit and I was frustrated. I'm like, kids, come on, let's clean up. Let's go. Let's do this. (laughs) And Deanne's like, uh, would you rather to look like a museum in here or know that your kids worked hard and played well today? It's like, oof. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We want to have a house that's lived in, you know, and that, that yeah. people can come and join and partner. And, you know, inside of ministry, I think I've learned this, like there's so often pastors present themselves as, as almost perfect. And it's mm. really hard to follow a perfect person. Like yeah. you don't want to share everything where it's like, you like, oh, that I don't want to follow that person, but live your life honestly in a man of yeah. integrity and, and a person of integrity, because by doing that, you really do open your life up to be emulated oh, wow, mm-hmm. my house can be that. And they had us over for dinner. Surely I can have someone over for dinner. And so I think that's something that I've really learned through this process of community is that we're all kind of just messy. And a lot of us are posers and we want our life to look like it's squared away and it's really not. So yeah. if you can just say thank you and awesome and I'm sorry for the mess, come on in. It actually is a pretty beautiful way of living. And I think if the church did that more often, especially American church, um, we don't yeah. have to be pristine um, we just we just need to be faithful. And inside that yeah. faithfulness, I think there's a huge beauty that comes with living life together. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is beautiful. I have one last question. We are totally out of time, but I'm going to ask this anyway, because I think it's an important question and I really want this answered. Um, you so often hear people ask the question, why do bad things happen to people? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you hear it said, why do bad things happen to good people? Um, because, you know, we assume that we're all good and when you know, we actually know the reality that we're all mm. sinful and mm. in need of a savior, but why do bad things happen to people? Why, why does the Lord allow trials like this to happen to families like yours? That's a really great question. Um, theology, it's called theodicy, right? It's, it's the problem of good and evil. Um, I'll, I'll give you a, a quick one. Uh, so God, God could have created four different worlds, right? He could have not created and that solves that problem. Uh, he could have created robots where there's, you know, just everybody does exactly what they're supposed to do. That doctor robotically does exactly what he's, and it never happens. Um, he could have created a situation where it's all moral. Like there's no such thing as good and evil, just life sort of happens and that solves that problem. But the world that God created is he created a world in which love and freedom and choice and sin and following and righteousness and Adam and Eve choosing the fruit instead of obeying him happens. And Why? I, th- I think when I get home from work after a long day and I open that door, the most beautiful thing that happens is when the kids set the toys down and they run to me freely. Mm-hmm. God wants us to freely obey him, not because he's some mean guy up there, but he really wants us to have a loving, wonderful, awesome life. So why do bad things happen? Because sin, sin is here and bad things happen because we're broken. So what is the hope then? What is the hope? One of the things that I had to grapple with is, do I truly believe in the resurrection? I'm a believer. Mm. Of course you believe in the resurrection. But do I truly believe in the resurrection? Because if I truly believe in it, Natalie's going to be healed. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's, that's not like talking about like the doctors. That not, no, Natalie is promised healing. She will walk again. She will run again. She, this is not the end. And so the, the short-sightedness of why do bad things happen? I think we're going to look back and say, aha, like hindsight's always uh, twenty twenty. I mean, think about this. You have Good Friday. We call it Good Friday. 
Oh, that's if you were there at the cross on that day, you are Mary and your son is being murdered. And there's nothing good about that. Right. And yet 2000 years later, we have celebrations and songs and we proclaim the goodness of that day. Mm-hmm. And if you can just take a step back, we've only been in this for two years, man, there's been so many good things that have happened through this. It doesn't mean that you're happy that the bad thing happened or that you're like, okay, God's going to go strike people down. No, but the reality is, is that God is bigger. He's able to, to take the mess of our lives and to write a story, make ashes into beauty. Like we sing some of these songs in church, but then we complain when we have these ashes, right? But essentially Romans 8, God works all things together for the good of those who love and call according to his purpose. This yeah. is not our home. And so yeah. the, the bigger question is, um, you know, why, why does this happen to people who don't believe in him? I just answered why it happens to people who believe in him and why are hard things happening? I think God is trying to slap people's hands. They're trying to touch the stove. And as a good father, he's saying, no, don't do that. Come to me. He is a really, really good father. He just has kids that won't obey. And because he's created a loving society where he doesn't want mommy to spank Titus when I come home and Titus robotically comes up. No, he wants people to come to him. And that's what the story of Jesus is about. Jesus comes and rescues. He comes to die for the evil, wicked wretches that we are. And while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. And so the story of, of this is, okay, if this isn't our home and if he's given us a, a place that we can spend forever and all wrongs are made right, Right. then that's where Jesus's cross comes in. So believe in him. If you're yeah. listening to this podcast and you haven't known Jesus, believe in him because by doing that, you'll have forever. Yep. Amen. Well, that is a wonderful way to end this. You guys, thank you so much for sharing your story with us this week. Um, thank you for just your openness and vulnerability. I know this is a really difficult story for you to share. Um, it's been a difficult road for you. Um, But like you said, there have been many blessings that have come from it. So um, again, the book is called When Life Crumbles. It's a devotional. It's it's a, you know, they they tell their story in the book through the devotional um, and it will bring great encouragement. I got to read through it last night and it's a fantastic book. And um, I I actually got to the point where I, like I kept reading and reading and reading. I thought, man, it's just amazing to see how the Lord worked through this precious little girl um, and through this family. So thank you for writing the book, you guys. If you can help support and encourage this family, um, pick up the book. It will be an encouragement to you. We'll put links in the show notes for the book, for their website, and for their Facebook page. Follow them on Facebook because as the story continues on, you can get to see God's faithfulness in it. So Curtis and Deanne, thank you so much for being with us this week. I really do appreciate it. And uh, We love you guys. Thank you for watching and listening. If you've not subscribed to the YouTube channel, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you back here next week. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course. And we guarantee it.
To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.